Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Big, crazy week for the National Football League and the Fantasy Football World Championships. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue High Stakes Fantasy Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high stakes fantasy football. As always, unfortunately, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, week eight, your first year playing Roto Bowl in the 11-man lineup. Talk about how difficult it is in the midst of all the injuries. And all the bye weeks in week eight. I'll tell you what, Scott. You know, I was uh, I was getting ready for this week, but I didn't know that it was going to be as impactful as it is. Uh, uh, first off, uh, great to have everybody on board. Uh, Red versus blue. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, week eight, man. You know, uh, we've gone gone along the uh, first weeks, uh, first seven weeks, uh, kind of smoothing, uh, smoothing along real well, and then next thing you know, bunch of buys. And then the injuries that happened in week seven. And, Scott, those injuries have been very impactful, uh, not just to, uh, uh, to my team, obviously, but to everyone. And uh, now we've, everybody talked about the week 12 buys. Well, the week eight buys, have, uh, they're making an impact on everyone. 347-324-5404 is the number if you have a question for myself or Mike. Uh, feel free to give us a call. We'll take a look at your Who Do I Start question. We're going to bounce around uh, the Fantasy Football World Championship and Roto Bowl uh, and look at the Dynasty Football World Championship real quick. We definitely want to check in with the uh, the Dynasty World Championship. Somebody's going to be crowned Dynasty King for the first time ever. That's a really cool contest that we have going on. Uh, the story of the Fantasy Football World Championship this year, Mike, has been the comeback player of the year, David Hughes. Uh, he's had an incredible run. He has three teams in the main event in the World Championship. 
Uh, all three are in the top 15 overall. And he has the number one and number two positions locked up so far through seven weeks, Mike. He's uh, got yeah. over 1,315 points, 1,312 with the second one. And the third closest is championship run, A.J. Uh, Bryson, who we had on the show, a uh, member of our military, over uh, has right. been overseas, and now he's back home. But he's got a comfortable lead over him of about 90 points. So he's pretty much lapping the field right now with his cast of Denver Broncos, Mike. And I'm seeing this everywhere. The Denver Broncos, the Peyton, Demarius, Julius Thomas, and Wes Welker teams, the Moreno. Uh, you drafted a bunch of Broncos, and you pretty much dominate. Yeah, you know, it's looking that way, and uh, he continues. I mean, he's he's 1-2 right now with the championship run, 3, and, uh, of course, uh, Glenn Lowry, uh, 4, uh, which is pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, he, he's just doing it with the Denver Broncos. He's he's going with that strategy. And uh, is it going to work out through the uh, throughout the rest of the season? Right now, I don't see why it wouldn't uh, other than the bye. But uh, even that one bye, I don't think that's going to hurt him a bit. So it's just uh, getting the other filler players to, uh, you know, continue doing what they're doing. But uh, so far, so good. Yeah, this is a, a crazy week. Henry Muto in the chat room, he said, wait for, uh, I think week eight is crazy, wait for week nine buys. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Too. Yeah, it just, it just uh, keeps on coming. The, these weeks eight through 12 are going to separate the men from the boys, so to speak, in the uh, on your fantasy team. Uh, what are you going to be able to do to survive these buys? Next week, Arizona, Denver, Detroit, Jacksonville, the Giants, and San Fran are out. Uh, this week, though, look, I mean, Chicago's got a lot of fantasy options. Houston, Indianapolis, San Diego's been good. Uh, those That's four teams right there, big offensive uh, weapons. And then, you know, you lose Detroit next week and Denver uh, in the same week, along with Giants and San Fran, uh, Arizona as well. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah, eight and nine are going to be insane uh, to be able to field a lineup, especially in the 11-man, because you want to hang on to players. There's players like... Randall Cobb and David Wilson that you're still trying to hang on to and hoping for something later on down the road. But I don't know if you're going to be able to do that, Mike. I think you need to just bite the bullet. And, and even Doug Martin, you want to hang on to these guys. Roddy White. Uh, but you, you really can't. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Scott, because I, I, I ran into the same situation uh, uh, just here a few minutes ago. Do I get rid of Jacoby Jones, who is just coming back? I mean, you know, he's no high-profile wide receiver right now, but could he be good in week uh, 11, 12, 13 when you really need him? Absolutely. But I got Doug Martin. Do I drop him? Jacoby Jones. Uh, I already dropped uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, you know, you, just a bunch of different players that you don't want to drop, but you almost have to because – you have to field a good 11 starting lineup that you feel good about. It's, uh, it, it's, it's making it more fun, and I just want to give kudos to you guys uh, for going ahead with the, uh, with the dual flex, the 11-man roster. Uh, that makes it even more fun. As frustrating as it may seem to me right now, it does make it more fun and more strategic. Moving on, to, uh, again, the Fantasy Football World Championships, $150,000 grand prize, 12500 in league prizes. The Roto Bowl contest, got to give a quick update to that. Very successful uh, contest for us this year. L.A. Rams, Ken takes the lead in the Roto Bowl this past week over the Brotherhood in the second spot. Team Franklin at three, Trini Rebel at four, and Pure Strength, there he is again, David Hughes uh, coming in at the number five spot. So Roto Bowl was heating up as well. Uh, again, the 11-man lineup started with the Roto Bowl in now their ninth season. Uh, and then we decided, look, the Dynasty Football World Championship, we're going to make it an 11-man lineup. And Team Mitski uh, retains the lead for this week uh, and is in uh, the number one spot. House of Orange is in the second spot. It's taken the second spot. That's David Strand. Red-shirted seniors we've had on the program, Davis Rainey. Uh, he's in third. Just a little Husky in fourth and Scurvy Cat in fifth. Uh, real close race with Murphy's Law there. Um, William Del Pilar right behind it. Good good field in the Fantasy uh, Dynasty Football World Championship. If you missed out, that was a limited offering. 144 teams were allowed. If you missed out, you can uh, sign up for the waiting list and be a part of that next year. Uh, we will be expanding that contest as we uh, award a Dynasty King bonus 
uh, every third, every uh, every year. Uh, we do a three-year average, and then that becomes the dynasty king. It lets you know who's who's the the real dynasty. Uh, the dynasty king is the person right. who has the most overall points over a three-year period. So yeah, should be fun. We're excited about that contest. And uh, Mike, we have the, uh, the the one thing that's been keeping everybody going before we break down week eight here is the weekly game. The weekly game that we have going is a $10 contest. Uh, it's $10 to play. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to jump into the, the daily games over at DraftKings. Uh, and it's an exclusive offering we have here at fftoolbox.com uh, where you get your rankings and everything, uh, all your news and your startups and your sit and your sleepers. You can also take part in the weekly contest, $10 to play, only 100 people allowed each week. And, uh, look, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, uh, you get to put a new lineup on the field every single week. And I found this, Mike, and I play a lot of these now. It's been about four or five weeks, six weeks now. I've been playing a lot all this year. Uh, I found that my best teams happen right before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny how that happens. I mean, you know, you you got so many leagues and uh, so many different situations going in. Uh, but go ahead and uh, just go with your gut instinct uh, right before kickoff, and then boom, do it. And, uh, and so that's been your best things. Yeah, it seems like I work on these things all week long, and I enter a couple, and I enter a couple more, and then all of a sudden on Sunday morning, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to throw one out there. And the one that I put out there on Sunday mornings, the one that had Quiz Rogers last week. The one that had Jared yep. Boykin, uh, the one that had Jordan Reed. Those are the ones that did well. I ended up winning the League Safe Challenge this past week. That was pretty exciting to um, bail myself out of a, a pretty bad week uh, until I nailed that uh, League Safe contest. So pretty cool, pretty uh, pretty good concept, and you just play for this week, and that's what that's about. But let's talk about the uh, the, the game breakdowns, Mike. That's what we're going to jump right into. We have uh, we had the game last night. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that since it's over the Panthers and the Buccaneers. We're going to go ahead and move to the Giants and the Eagles at 1 o'clock, Mike. Eli threw for 334 yards with two scores and three picks in his last meeting with these same Eagles. And uh, I just have to ask myself, uh, what's going to happen in this game? You usually can get a lot of fantasy points if you play the Eagles. Four quarterbacks have produced 22-plus point weeks. Uh, but they did hold Tony Romo down to just 14 points in week seven. So I'm a little concerned because it, it used to be a place where I could go and put a lot of people in it because it was the Eagles. And so a lot of people did that in week seven against Tony Romo. You know, you thought maybe, man, I can throw right. in all my Cowboys and they had a down week. So is this Eagles defense turning around or maybe will they get back to their old ways and, and these Giants can put up some fantasy points? You know, I, I think this is going to be a fun game for uh, Shady. Uh Sean McCoy is, I think, is going to have a huge game here. Uh, I do think that Eli Manning is going to find some uh, separation uh, against the Eagles defense, which is very, very, very suspect. Um, I, I know uh, that, you know, Tony Romo and Dallas didn't uh, didn't do a whole lot against them, but uh, that over and under is 51 for a reason. And, you know, like we've talked on the show many times, Vegas, they don't, they don't screw it up too much. And 51 is a lot of points. Uh, they're not going to screw this one up again. So, you know, I, I think Eli Manning, uh, he's going to find some separation. He's going to get a lot of things done there. And I expect a huge game out of uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, the questions that I, I think most people have this week, and, again, you're really for your hand is forced this week, so you got to put most of your starters in if, if they're playing this week, especially at the running back position. Uh, but Brandon Jacobs is doubtful. Peyton Hillis. Ran for 36 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries last week. But, look, he did catch the That's ball. That's a nice five two, catches, two yards per carry. Five catches for 45 yards. That really helps out. Now, the Eagles have allowed just 64 yards rushing uh, the last three weeks, 3.4 yards per carry. So, it'll be interesting to see. But, look, some people are thinking to themselves tonight, do I start Peyton Hillis or maybe do I go get Michael Cox? That's how bad the running back position is right yeah. now. Uh, we're talking about Hillis. And Cox, okay? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Ruben Randall. He scored a touchdown in three straight games, uh, including week five, against these same Eagles. And, look, uh, I feel a little bit better about starting Ruben Randall than I do with Hakeem Nix. So I, that's just the way this, this year has been. Victor Cruz, again, held below 70 yards without a touchdown four of his last five games. So not a lot going right for Eli. You hope they can get it back on track. Michael Vick on the other side of the ball, Mike with Deshaun Jackson, you're pretty much confident in that combination. But Riley Cooper, I've seen some teams ask me about Riley yeah. Cooper. 
10 catches for 208 yards and a touchdown in the two full games started by Nick Foles, but he only had eight catches for 90 yards and a score in the four games with Michael Vick. So a lot, a lot exactly. of stuff on questions on that side of the ball. Yeah, you know, Scott, when I was uh, – I got Raleigh. Hello, Mike. Did we lose Mike? I guess we lost Mike. We'll wait for Mike to get back and uh, get off his mute button there. Uh, we'll move on until we can get back, Mike. Uh, 49ers at the Jaguars, gang. Sunday, 1 o'clock game. 49ers at Jacksonville. Kaepernick scored his first rushing touchdown of the year in week seven, 68 yards rushing. I'm pretty happy about having him a lot of places. He's finally getting things going. This should be a big Frank Gore week. Frank Gore dominates. He dominates the AFC. Uh, for the most part, you can count on him to get that 80 yards and a score. Uh, uh, Ryan Matthews just torched the Jags for 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Jacksonville's given up five running back rushing scores in their last two games alone. So, I'm really liking Frank Gore this week. Even Kendall Hunter, who has a score in three of his last five games, I would think about starting him as a des- as a desperation play too. Kendall Hunter has some value. Mike, are you back with us, bud? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. I got a new That's phone. Okay. That's all right, man. It's uh, we'll, we'll reserve the buzz meter for now. Uh, two Packer, laughable this week. I have to char- choose to start two of these three running backs: Joe Randall. Quiz or Lamar Miller, I'm playing pin the tail on the donkey to choose. Hey, you know, I don't think that's too difficult at this point considering no. DeMarco Murray's back. I think you throw Quiz and Lamar Miller in there and you cross your fingers that Daniel Thomas, uh, you know, has a hernia or something, you know, because he has been a real pain in the side for Lamar Miller. Yeah. Owners. But, yeah, I think that's what you do. But, anyway, this 49er and Jaguar game, Mike, look, it's, uh, it's real simple. You start Gore, you start Kaepernick, you start Vernon Davis. I do want to caution everybody, and I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, Anquan Bolden, the Jaguars have allowed 10 receiver touchdowns this year, right? That's a good number, right? So when you're looking at these points allowed sheets, it looks good. But if you dig a little bit deeper, which is what we do here on Red versus Blue, only one of those touchdowns has gone to the opposing number one wide receiver. Isn't that interesting? All year long, all year long, and we've got, you know, we've got, uh, we're in week eight now. There's only been one touchdown that went to the number one wide receiver. Now, Still, Bolden's the only receiver in town for Kaepernick, and, and you have to hope he builds on what he did last week. So uh, what, what do you think about Anquan Bolden? You, you obviously have to start him for the most part, right? Well, you have to start him, uh, but he's not going to be uh, – if you have another option, I would almost uh, even think about uh, starting somebody over Bolden because, you know, the over and under is very low. It's 40 and a half. And, yeah, but they're favorites. Uh, they're favored by a ton, right? They're favored by 14 and a half, and the under is 40 and a half. So it sounds like it's going to be, what, uh, 31 to 7 or something like that. So, uh, you know, what does San Francisco do? Uh, Are they going to really throw the ball that much to Bowden? I think Bowden's going to be targeted quite a few times. But, you know, I don't think he's going to get more than – if he gets a touchdown, we'll be lucky. If you're a boat, yeah. if you're a boat owner, if you get a touchdown, you'll be lucky. Yeah, I think so too. Vernon Davis obviously having a very good year. Uh, some more worried about that in the preseason. I was a little bit worried, but I ended up start when the year came around. Right when the draft started hitting hot and heavy, I, I grabbed Vernon Davis quite a bit, even though I wasn't. Uh, I just went. I just took a shot. You know, you hear about all the talk about him being unstoppable. I just went ahead and took a shot, knowing of the situation and the wide receivers. That's very. That's pretty much the reason why I did it. But yeah, I think Kendall Hunter could be a nice flex play this week as a as a as a shot because you have to you have to, or maybe an RB two because you have to and your other guys are hurt or injured. I think by the time this game, look, Vegas knows a lot about football. They think there's going to be a lot of blowouts in over the league. And I, and I read a stat that said this is the most games we've ever had where there's been ten point plus favorites in the national in, in the national football league in any week. They think there's going to be a lot of blowouts this week. And uh, I think yeah, we're right. There's four, yeah, there's four, five. Uh, there's four that are over ten, and uh, there's a fifth one right there that's pretty close to it. So, yeah, there, there could be a lot of blowouts, but it's the NFL, Scott. We see it happen. Uh, I mean, we've seen it happen over the years where uh, different different stuff just happens. Uh, you know, for instance, Buffalo at New Orleans. As crazy as it might sound, New Orleans is a ten, ten and a half point favorite. 
Buffalo seems like they're bringing nothing to the table. All, all, all New Orleans has to do is just lay an egg, and next thing you know, you got a seven-point game. So, Well, we'll see. If, if, if anybody's going to do something in Jacksonville, it's going to have to be behind the arm of Chad Henney. He's thrown for 300 yards in each of the last two games, but he's not thrown a single touchdown. Uh, you know, thank God for PPR leads because Blackman and, and Shorts has been getting theirs. And uh, then you throw in this kid, Mike Brown, who had five catches for 120 yards in the Love week him. seven loss. Uh, he ran 40 of the team's 45 routes, saw eight targets, and he has at least four catches in each of the last two games. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's a little bit of appeal here, especially in a favorable matchup, which means he has some uh, bi-week appeal here because, look, they're going to be behind. And, and, you know, I don't think we're expecting much from Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, they're going to get behind probably pretty early and going to be playing catch-up. So definitely got to put Blackman in your lineups and, and uh, Cecil Shorts. You've got to get him in there. And then, uh, look, there's an opportunity here for Mike Brown to, uh, to just keep an eye on. Cowboys at the Lions, Mike, 1 o'clock game on Sunday. What do we say about Tony Romo? He's, uh, he's disappointed us uh, the last couple of weeks. But he's, get, he, he's catching Detroit this week. And Dalton just toasted him for 370-something yards and, you know, three scores last week. Uh, so let's talk about this game, Mike. Terrence Williams should be a nice starter for you. Miles Austin, obviously, I, I don't think is going to play. And then on the other side of the ball, well, let, let's, keep, let's keep going with Cowboys. You've got this situation with DeMarco Murray coming back a little ahead of schedule. And this is a nice spot for him to come back because they need him, number one. And uh, th- this, this could be a game where he, he does a little damage. Yeah, uh, Dallas is on a little bit of a roll right now. Uh, Tony Romo, he's typical Tony. Uh, he's a game manager up to a point, and then he, you know, falls off the map. But, uh, you know, I, I really like Detroit in this game. Uh, I like Matt Stafford. Uh, I like him throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah. Dallas' defense has been very good, but I really I really think Matt Stafford is going to be able to throw the ball all over the place, and yeah. uh, that, that's going to make uh, Dallas come from behind. So the, the running game will be limited for Dallas because the fact that they will be coming from behind. Can we talk about Chris Durham, too? I think, it, I think it's time to get Chris Durham in some lineup. He saw eight targets last week, even with Megatron having a big day. And back to his old self, he had five catches for 40 yards. So, I mean, it wasn't a, a big day, but he's still heavily involved. And he ran 45 of the team's 53 routes. So he, he definitely has value against a weaker pass defense than the Cowboys. And Dallas has allowed a receiver to score in only one of their last four games. So I'm not looking for a touchdown, but PPR leagues, he, he does have some value. And look, Pettigrew, uh, a lot of teams benched Pettigrew last week. He caught his first touchdown of the season. Be, Dallas has yeah, not allowed 60. He is not, but Dallas defense has not allowed 60 yards or a tight end touchdown in either of their last couple of games. So, but yeah, it could be could be a week for uh, Pettigrew to get things going. Let's let's talk about uh, uh, what we talked what we heard about Reggie Bush resting and and taking the day off from practice. And uh, you know we got to be careful with this. This this could be a little bit of smoke to me, uh, but I but I'm thinking that Joyce Bell has some value too. And again, this is such a crazy week. You almost have to put, you know, when I'm when I'm mentioning these names, these guys are likely in your starting lineup because everybody's benched is so razor thin right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Joyce Bell probably starting for you if you have him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you take anybody you can get. You take anybody, any uh, running back uh, that you can get right now that you feel like can get even eight or ten touches, you'll, you, you'll take that right now this week. I mean, that, that's how thin it is. And uh, uh, Joyce Bell, I mean, this guy's electrifying. And <laughs> Uh, all it takes is one bus, one bus run uh, for 50, 60 yards, or uh, one reception for, uh, you know, 33 yards for to the house for a touchdown, and next thing you know, you're, you're looking good. Uh, Jason Witten's been a lot, uh, pretty disappointing. He only has one touchdown in one game of more than six fantasy points in his last six starts. Now, that's non-PPR, but Tyler Reifert became the first tight end to score on the Lions last week, so be interesting to see if Jason Witten can maybe get it going in this game. But, look, it should be fun. That should be a fun game to watch and have a lot of players going in uh, the Dallas at Detroit game. Dolphins at the Patriots, Mike. Last week we saw the return of Rob Gronkowski. And, boy, does that change things for Brady or what? Because 
you have all these wide receivers out there, and you really don't know what to do with them because Amendola's back, Dobson gets his snaps, Edelman's going to get his, Cambrell Tompkins is going to be involved. you got four wide receivers there that are going to be competing for snaps. It makes them very difficult to start any of them. The only one you really know about is Gronkowski. And then in the backfield, it's, it's, it's really simple. When the, Patriots <laughs> are, when the Patriots are going to run the ball, they're going to use Stephen Ridley. When their game plan is to run it down your throat, they're going to use Stephen Ridley. When, when their game plan is to go shotgun and, and three or four wide and you know, pass on you, they're going to use Brandon Bolden. And that's what, that's what keeps happening. It just depends on how the game plays out right. uh, for the Patriots and which running back they use. But for the most part, that's all you got. You got Gronk. That's what you're sure of. You're not sure of any of the wide receivers. I don't care which one you have. You're not feeling good about starting any of them. You're just crossing your fingers and hoping that they get in the end zone. Right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, well, it's it's every year we talk about it, Scott, uh, with New England. You don't know which one, who's it going to be, which day, uh, which Sunday is it going to be. Um, like, for instance, uh, Aaron Dobson. I mean, I've loved this kid all year long. And right now I'm kind of low because uh, I'm, I'm down on him because Gronk is back. And, uh, of course, his touches, his target, I mean, they went down last week. And uh, – to be honest with you, <laughs> New England, it would not surprise me if they lose this game. Don't, yeah. don't, now don't, don't do buzzing meat on me here because Miami, they have a weird way of playing. They have a weird way of playing defense, and I would not be surprised to see Miami keep this game close enough to where New England fantasy points as far as Dobson, Brady, Gronk, uh, the running backs, they don't get that much. I'm telling you. Amendola passed all the concussion tests. He's back. Edelman, limited in practice today. Bolden, questionable after limited practice Friday. Uh, I, I would imagine that we get Ridley going this week. Aqib Tlaib has really looked fantastic, and I'm not you, – you can't feel good about starting Mike Wallace, even though you probably have to. Uh, Miami you on the other to. side of the ball, it's still a mess at the running back position. Daniel Thomas took 12 carries for 60 yards. Uh, and it's just killing everybody that has Lamar Miller. You know, even if you have Daniel Thomas, you can't count on either one of them in this type of timeshare situation. The one player I thought looked really good last week, and I saw uh, saw several good catches by him, was Brandon Gibson. Uh, he scored yeah. two touchdowns, and but but the way he did it, uh, they went to him in the clutch, and they said, "We're going to throw you the ball before the play." He knew he was going to get it, and he came through. And he has ten plus. PPR points in four straight games and five or six this year. Gibson is yeah. dependable to get you ten points. Well, and, and he was a guy that before before their bow they started going to him, and he was kind of under the radar, so to speak. Uh, you know, and they have they also had a guy uh, Charles Clay. Of course, Charles Clay. I mean, he kind of came and went away. <laughs> but uh, Brandon Gibson, I mean, he is. He's been solid, and they keep going to him and going to him, uh, him and Mike Wallace. So, uh, you know, those two right there, uh, maybe Tannehill's find, uh, found a couple combinations. But if you're going to go to uh, New England and beat them, like I said, that I think they can, you still have to have some type of running game, and they just don't have it. Scott Atkins and Michael Trent here uh, on the Red versus Blue show, sponsored by FF Toolbox. Dot com Ridley scored again, second straight game. He's a very good start this week. Miami has allowed 17 running back points and a touchdown through the running backs in five straight games. So I would imagine that, uh, that, that Ridley gets his uh, this week. And, I, and I'll say this. Here's another interesting stat. Miami, only team in the NFL that has not allowed a single receiver to score this year. So even more problems for you. And I know it's Tom Brady on the other side of the field, but they've not allowed a single receiver to score. So Gronkowski gets his three touchdowns. Ridley gets his one or two. And uh, game over, Patriots uh, beat the Dolphins. Bills at the Saints. <laughs> no. you, you, you mentioned this game, Mike. Bills at the Saints. Yes. Uh, uh, C.J. Spiller now out. Fred Jackson going to be the guy uh, for the most part uh, on Sunday. But this is a Saints defense. They've allowed four running back touchdowns in their last four games. And Jackson has four in the last four. So, very good start for Fred Jackson this week. Uh, talk about this game, the spread, and what you think is going to happen, Mike. You know, I, I love this game. New Orleans is a 10.5-point favorite. The overnight is 48. 48. Why is it 48? I think Buffalo has enough to keep this 
within uh, keep it manageable. Uh, the the reason I say that is Buffalo will do whatever it takes to uh, contain Drew Brees and that uh, offense as much as they can. And I, I I see Buffalo playing a college quote college style offense throughout the entire game. And just to keep it close, uh, honestly, I'm taking Buffalo plus ten and a half. But I love the fact that. They're going to be able to use Fred Jackson and, and a lot of schemes and a lot of different things. Uh, I think Stevie Johnson's going to have a huge game underneath, underneath. They're going to throw underneath. Uh, as far as New Orleans goes, Pierre Thomas. Watch Pierre Thomas in this game. I think he's going to, I think he's going to uh, be one of your best, uh, best backs of the year. Well, we'll see. It's uh, still a question mark about what's going on in the backfield in New Orleans. Mark Ingram. With the toe, he did return to a limited practice. Kind of nice to get him back. They also got back Lance Moore this week. He practiced in full today, so he's listed as probable. He'll be in there. And I think they're going to need him with Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, look, a limited participant on Friday. He'll be a game-time decision. Look, I think, we're gonna, I think they're going to sit him down. If they do, you've got to think that Marquez Colston tries to get things going. They try to get it to Marquez. He hasn't had a good season. He has just three catches for 26 yards in his last two games combined. He's catching 70% of his targets, though. That's Those are yeah. excellent numbers, okay? He's averaging nine and a half yards uh, per target. That is a great, great number. The biggest problem, he's only averaging five targets a game, so he's not anywhere close to being an upper echelon of targets. So uh, we'll have to see if this, if this action goes to Phil's, maybe Lance Moore this week. Uh, you brought up Pierre Thomas. You might even want to bring up Kiri, you know, like Kiri Robinson. There's just uh, you Robinson, never know. Yeah. yeah, you never really know well, what's going to happen here. Uh, Darren Sproles well, has Scott, done well in the in the Saints home games. He's been very good, and uh, the Bills defense has been allowing backs like him to score. So, well, see, you know, just uh, one last thing on this game. That's why I believe that uh, Buffalo they have a shot to pull something off here because. Uh, New Orleans, there is no go-to. Of course, Drew Brees doesn't necessarily need a go-to, but there oh, is no dude, go-to. And, uh, come on. You know Brees. Andy Dalton and Tannehill threw for six touchdowns against the Bills the last two weeks. So this is going to be Brees. He's got nine touchdowns in three home games, okay? And he's thrown for at least 340 yards in every single one of them. There's no way that Brees doesn't just absolutely trash this Bills defense. There's no way – the Bills can keep up with them, Mike. It's just not happening. What's the what's the Vegas line here? And you're calling up. Okay, all right, all right. Well, well, let's let's put the number one prediction. The Vegas line is ten and a half, and I will take Buffalo plus ten and a half. Oh, you were calling for upset. I thought you were calling for upset. You weren't calling for cover. You were calling for upset. Don't go backpedaling now. I got to get paddled no, in the no, chair. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm saying, no, uh, if you will rewind it, Buffalo will, as a matter of fact, no, I said Buffalo will be within a touchdown. So give me six and a half in Buffalo. I'll take it. Okay, all right. Well, I think the Bills are a lot better at home for some reason than they are on the road. But we'll see. We'll see how they do. The Browns at the Chiefs, another 1 o'clock game. Oh, man, oh, man. Chief oh, defense God. ready to tee off. Uh, the only Browns you really can even count on, or not even count on, but consider, is Jordan Cameron and Josh Gordon. And, and Gordon, I didn't like his uh, body language out there. I didn't like his frustration that he was showing. He wasn't getting the ball uh, against the Packers in Week 7. And he was a season low, two catches for 21 yards, only six targets. They should try to get him the ball. If they want to stay in this game, they're going to have to try to get him the ball. Cameron got back in the end zone. Uh, he finished with seven catches for 55 and a score. So, you know, look, you got to start the Chiefs D here. This is a big, big day for them. Jamal Charles has been a monster. Got to stay away from Dwayne Bow, even if he is going to play against Joe Hayden. Uh, look, he finally gave up a score to uh, Jordy, but Hayden is a monster. Uh, and uh, what else can you want to say here? Maybe this is if, if Bow doesn't go, maybe it's Donnie Avery time to get a little bit of action. But you know what this is going to be. This is a Jamal Charles game. Fazano yeah, will be in the red zone. Uh, I, I I think I like Fazano actually. I like Fazano as a sleepy a, a sleeper kind of tight end this week. If you're hurting, uh, he could be a nice fill in. 
because the Browns have given up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends the last couple weeks. Four scores in the last two weeks to tight ends uh, and at least 70 yards to the position. So, uh, again, one of those was Finley. I will will say something. Go ahead, Mike. Lose Mike. We lost Mike again. That's two mutes. Mike, you back? What did he do? Did he drop his phone in the bathtub? Uh, Dwayne Bowe, step up big. Oh, where is where is where is mobile phone apps in the in the chat room when we need it? Wait, we got to send Mike a new phone. Mike, I've got another phone right here. My old my wife's. Phone I don't know what to. Scott, my I wife's have no old idea. cell phone is sitting right here. It's an old Samsung. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock the dust off this thing and send it to you, man. It is in good shape. It's a Galaxy. It's an older. It's a it's a Galaxy, man. You, I'm gonna send this to you. Uh, we gotta get. We just gotta get you a new phone. I think I think you're screwing with me, man. Oh no, the, the the chat room knows. I would not kid about red versus blue. Steelers at the Raiders. We move on to the four o'clock games. This is interesting, man. Mike, I've been wanting to put Terrell Pryor in my weekly lineup this week. He's a very low salary for a quarterback, but it's because the defense is tough in Pittsburgh. And uh, there's a couple of stats that I want to read you. The defense has allowed. One game of 10-plus fantasy points in their last five. Only the Chiefs have produced more than 10 fantasy points against the Raiders with Terrell Pryor at quarterback this year. So I thought Pryor would be good uh, this week, but it's it's very difficult. The Steelers can shut down fantasy quarterbacks. Pittsburgh's given up 204 yards, second fewest, .8 touchdowns, league low, and 12 fantasy points per game, third fewest to quarterbacks this year. There's not a lot of good numbers here. Pittsburgh is kind of one of these sleeper, kind of come from behind. They're the, they're the best 0-4 team I think I've ever seen. Momentum, Scott, momentum. It's all about momentum. What uh, Pittsburgh started out so horrific. What have they done the last two weeks? Yeah, They've Dominated. won. They're yeah. feeling it. They're feeling the momentum. Yeah, so they have I, not allowed yeah, a running back I, touchdown. They're only yeah, giving up 70 yeah. yards rushing. Uh, I, I would like to say that Denarius Moore would be startable this week. You got Pryor, you know, and they get that connection going, and they're at home. He scored in three straight games, but no opposing number one wide receiver has scored against the Steelers this year. So something Mike, has to give. Something. Has Mike to Tomlin, give. yeah, Mike Tomlin, he's telling this team right now. He said, "Look, guys, we've won two in a row. If we can, if we can go out west, win this game in Oakland." We're, we're, we're right in the mix. I mean, we are right in the mix. So this is a Heath big Miller, game for Pittsburgh. I like Heath Miller this week. I have him inside of my top ten tight ends. Actually, this week he has a touchdown or 70 yards receiving in each of the last three games, so he's getting it going. Oakland has allowed a tight end to score or post 70 yards in four of their last six games. Uh, Raiders defense, Mike, uh, also another sneaky play. If you don't believe – in anything for the Raiders at home, they've scored 11 plus in three straight games. Uh, they're allowing, they're, they're, they're actually averaging 16 points per game in their last three home games. So Oakland defense, when they're in Oakland, when they're in front of that crowd, they play pretty well, Mike. Yes. So it, what, what's the, what's the spread on this game? I'm real interested to think, what does Vegas think of this game? Well, I'll tell you what, right now Vegas is uh, going with uh, – Pittsburgh is a two-point favorite. The over and under is 40, which, okay. you know, in this day and age is kind of low. But uh, they love Pittsburgh, uh, minus two. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of – you know, you also got to account for the three-point uh, home field advantage. But uh, 40 points, that's, that's a real low over and under. But that sounds about right because I don't see a whole lot of scoring going on with this game. Scott and Mike here, Red versus Blue, brought to you by FF Toolbox. I like Darren McFadden coming back, but I just hate this game that he's coming back to. They say he looks yeah. good, but this is all smoke again, man. I know I'm, what, what's going to happen is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put McFadden in my Dynasty FFPC lineup. I'm going to put him in there, and all of a sudden he's going to just, you know, they're going to use Marcel Reese, and they're going to put, put several backs in there. It's just going to be a rotation. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. See, Scott, I think McFadden, if he's right, if he's right this week, starting, no question about it. Uh, his production, it won't be because of, uh, you know, it won't be 
because of backups coming in or his injury-related things, it's going to be because of the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense and Pittsburgh knowing that they need this win. Mike, you know how many times McFadden's rushed for 55 yards this year? Just once. One time has he rushed for 55 yards this year. His, his games have been uh, – the numbers have been very touchdown-dependent. So if he can get a touchdown against a tough Steeler team yeah. – uh, it, it's going to be uh, tough. Now, I like Le'Veon Bell. I, I do like Le'Veon Bell. He's been getting a lot of touches, and things will get easier against the Raiders. He could be a very big back. I think he'll be the best back in this game. Let's move on to the Jets and Bengals, Mike. Uh, Geno oh, yeah. Smith. Geno Smith, 22 fantasy points in three of his last five games, taking on a Cincy secondary that's given up 20-plus in back-to-back games in three of their last four uh, now, those have been against good quarterbacks, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, and Brady, so I wouldn't get too carried away with that. The big story was, I called it last week on the show, Chris Ivory, I told you, I told you he would outscore. Yeah. I didn't know it would be this big of a spread, but I told you he'd outscore Bilal Powell. It came last week, and some people say it came out of nowhere, but I, we, I called it here. I like what I saw. I know my Jets, you know. Um, Ivory looks yeah, pretty they, good, uh... and he's playing against Cincinnati this week. Yeah, that, this is going to be a fun game. I, I can't wait. I'm off this Sunday, so I, I can't wait to watch uh, Dallas-Detroit, obviously, and then uh, the 4 o'clock game with uh, the Jets and Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they are under the radar. They're doing really well. They're playing really good football. They're they're doing the things they need to do to, just to keep on winning. But you know what? So are the Jets, and that's yeah. crazy. The Jets are doing the same thing. So they're they're kind of mirroring teams, so to speak. Uh, Geno Smith, man, I'm impressed with the guy. You know, he's just managing the game. He's doing what it takes um, against the Cincinnati defense. I think he still will have some success. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see how well he does, again, with uh, Jeremy Curley. Yeah, Curly, uh, Curly should get something going against this uh, this team's second game of double-digit fantasy points out of his last three. He hauled in eight of his ten targets for 97 yards and a touchdown. His targets have increased in each of the last three weeks. He became a go-to guy. He ran a team-high 40 routes. Uh, gotta, like, gotta like Curly getting in there. Cumberland also saw seven targets, and the Bengals have allowed tight ends to score in the last couple of games. I just wish Dalton on the other side of the ball – I wish he was more consistent. Number one for A.J. Green, because I'm a big A.J. Green fan, but I would like to see a number two emerge there. And, look, Marvin yeah. Jones has been looking pretty good. Uh, if he could get a little bit more consistent quarterback play, uh, he had a touchdown in three of his last five games. So he's a guy in the back of the end zone. I like the way he caught that touchdown this past week. But he should be on your radar again, especially in a week like this and, you know, week nine. Uh, would be would be you tough better. again. These the Bengals are off on week twelve, so that's going to affect everybody uh, down the I would road. Watch, uh, yeah, I, real real quick, Scott. I would watch for uh, Gio. I'd watch for Gio getting a lot of receptions. Giovanni Bernard, a lot of receptions out of the backfield. Get paddled in the chat room. Breaking some news. Mike Williams told the Tampa Tribune he has a torn hamstring. Uh, not good for Tampa. The news gets worse and worse. They look like they're competing for that number one draft pick. Tyler Eifert, uh, Mike, I'm calling Tyler Eifert for a top 10 fantasy performance this week. Scored his first touchdown of the year last week. He caught three of his four targets. He continues to uh, take a kind of a middling role, sharing time with Gresham, but he takes on a Jets team that's allowed a tight end to score four top 80 yards in five straight games. So that's something you can do against the Jets is you can throw over the middle to those tight ends. Uh, they've got a little bit of youth there. Uh, don't really know what to do with them. And look, Cromartie versus A.J. Green, that's going to be fun to watch. It will be fun yeah. to watch watching Cromartie take on A.J. Green. I think A.J. Green will win the battle, but I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, so let's move on to the next game. Well, that, Falcons at the Cardinals. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, real quick, that's a fun, uh, fun angle you take uh, because now it's time for Andy Dalton to uh, check down and find those other receivers, Eifert, uh, uh, you know, and those other guys to see if they can uh, if they can step up if Cromartie uh, shuts down AJ Green. So, what's the next game, Scott? Oh man, you know, in one league that I'm in at the NFFC, I lost. It was a draft master. You know, you draft them early, and it was one of these leagues that I waited on quarterback. 
And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to play the, the situation. And this team has been very good. It's a $375 draft champions league. It's one of the top three in scoring. Uh, and I had Jay Cutler, Sam Bradford, and Josh Freeman. They all went down in the same week. Oh. All three quarterbacks oh. went down. I also lost Doug Martin on that team. And previously, uh, the lead-in here is Julio Jones. I lost Julio. And now we're going to talk about the Falcons and the Cardinals. Look, no Julio Jones or Roddy White, but look who comes through, Harry Douglas. Uh, you would have thought yeah. that uh, Louisville would have won that um, game. Yeah, you'd have thought Louisville would have won that game if Harry Douglas was going to have a big game. But he did it for the Bill. He definitely did it for the Bill. He came through. He looked great out there. I wouldn't expect Absolutely. him to continue that. Uh, this is this is Harry Douglas. He draws – if he draws Patrick Peterson, he could have a tough time in week eight as only Calvin Johnson has gotten to that 10 fantasy point level against Patrick Peterson. So I would be careful uh, starting Harry Douglas just because he had a big game last week. I actually look for – Tony Gonzalez to get things going again. And, look, Steven Jackson might get into the game. Quiz Rogers looked fantastic last week. Uh, he's been doing a great job. Uh, Quiz has been move, my guy. Yeah, he has. Let's move over to the Cardinal side of the ball because I really like the matchups here, Mike. Uh, against Atlanta, you can throw the ball, right? We, we, we know this. You can throw the ball. Every quarterback to face Atlanta has thrown multiple touchdowns, and five of the six have produced at least 21 fantasy points. Maybe this is the week, if there's ever been a week, for Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, and Michael Floyd to get going. It would be this week. Atlanta's allowed a wide receiver to score in every game this year. They're providing 28 fantasy points per game to the position, third most in the league. Fitzgerald should have a nice day. Uh, Michael Floyd should be a good start this week. He has five receptions in four straight games. I'm really liking him. And, and Andre Ellington, he's probably going to get a shot uh, to, to carry the ball a little bit more. They're still saying he's gonna, they're going to limit his snaps, but I don't buy it, Mike. He's the best nah. running back on the Arizona team by far. I think, I think by far, in a way, he's the best running back on the team. Week after week, when we see this guy, he looks like a little Giovanni Bernard out there. He looks really good. Scott, he's the best running back in that game. He's the best running back in that game. Andre Ellington, I, I, I really see him rushing for well, uh, well, I won't say well over 100, but I see him rushing for 100 yards, uh, getting receptions. Michael Floyd, uh, I, I think he'll do. Uh, I think he'll do a little bit better than Fitz. I really do. But I still see Atlanta winning this game. I, I still see Jacquez Rogers. I mean Rogers. I mean he's playing out of his mind right now because he's doing what needs to be done. Even if Stephen Jackson plays, yeah. it doesn't matter. Jacquez uh, Rogers is going to be Ellington a big part of the both, game. In both of those hyper leagues that we drafted, buddy, I took Ellington in the second round, and, and some of the guys and they were like, "What are you doing taking Ellington? You know he's not going to be anything." You know, and I'm like, "Ah, you just why wait? Watch this kid. I, I like what he looked like in Clemson. Yeah. He's a little bit small, but they've said the backs are too small all the time. And then, you know, what happens is they they show up and that game speed kicks in. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Eddie Lacy and Giovanni Bernard have been the the best running backs. Maybe even Le'Veon Bell. He's kind of getting up to speed much better than Monte Ball uh, has been. Uh, but Ellington's going to be in the discussion. Ellington's going to be in the discussion. They're all small yeah. backs, and uh, it, it's, it's the way it works. They, they run low, and, uh, and plus they're great uh, catching passes out of the backfield. So it works uh, out great for, for the type of uh, offense that the NFL uh, offers right now. If you have waivers tonight, I'm, you might go ahead and pick up Alfonso Smith, too, because he kind of fulfills the Mendenhall backup duties. And then I would look if if he's gone, they might even activate Ryan Williams of men and all sits. But you just never know what's going to happen with that backfield. But Ellington, I think, will get his. He only played 32 snaps. He does a lot with them. If they give him more snaps, he could be very, very good. Now, the Redskins at the Broncos, Mike. I have RG3 as my number two fantasy quarterback this year. It's a little bit higher than every. I mean, you got guys like Rogers playing this week and Breeze and Peyton. And I think RG3 against the Broncos. Give me those rushing yards. That's what I want in my weekly lineup this week. RG3, he's back. Uh, let's talk about this entire offense. Jordan Reed, Pierre Garçon should be good. Uh, you talk about what's going on in the backfield with Alfred Morris getting the carries. He didn't get the goal line like he usually does. Uh, otherwise, he could have had the three touchdowns that Roy Hallou had. Hello, He had the touchdowns, and he might, get the, uh, he might not get those looks again, but he'll get the looks in the, uh, in the third down row. He'll get the catches. Uh, he'll still get that. But 
the touchdowns might go back and swing back the other direction to Alfred Morris's, but I, lo- I like the way he looked, man. I'm telling you what, if Alfred Morris were to get injured, this guy could, could run away with that job and not look back. Scott, blow out, blow out, blow out, and blow out. You think the Broncos are going to come, come, come for blood? They're going to freaking crush them. They are going to crush them. That, that's, that's the way I see it. Uh, the defense will be able to handle – they're going to be able to handle RG3. They're going to be able to contain. They'll put eight in the box and whatever rush, whatever, because they know RG3. I mean, he's got a decent arm, but he's not that good. They're going to blow them out. Yeah, that's I all know. I say about this game. I, I, I would love, I would love to, I would love to pick apart uh, players. Uh, I think uh, Demarius is going to have a good game. I, you know, I think Eric Decker is going to have a good game. Um, but <laughs> blowout. You're totally, you're totally wrong though on RG three. They're go- he's going to get it. He's going to light it up, man. And, and look, I'm talking about guys like getting into this lineup. If Hangerson doesn't go. You're going to see Josh Morgan get that start over there. Santana Moss will get in that flex, and he'll do what he always does, probably catch a long bomb. Denver has allowed over the last three weeks 1,000 passing yards, eight touchdowns passing, and one rushing score, 93 fantasy points to quarterback. So he's going to get his. And, look, I don't really care who wins the game. I know that's your thing. I watch it. You know, you I, no, no, I don't. Game. I don't care. I don't care. The over and under is fifty-eight and a half, and I can't wait to pounce on the under. Uh, I mean, that's a high over and under. Uh, Denver's favored by eleven and a half. I can't wait to pounce on Denver. That's my number two prediction. It, Denver will blow them out. I mean, we're talking like forty-nine to seven. I mean, oh, I'll, you're. Mis- you're, dude, come on. Denver can't no, stop. No, no, I'm serious. Denver Washington, cannot stop Jordan Reed. It can't stop RG3. All these guys are going to get theirs. It's just going to happen. So, look, it's going to be a high-scoring It's going to be a high scoring game. I'd take the over in that game. And, uh, look, I there's no, there's no debating that Peyton's going to do what he always does. But I'm telling you, if there's one quarterback that can beat Peyton this week, it's RG3. Uh, so, I'm, I'm really excited about I'm real excited about starting him this week in the uh, in the in the lineups. Now, two games to go, nine minutes left to do it. We did pretty good this week. My Packers at the Vikings. Oh man, uh, look, I want to tell you, and I reported this all over SiriusXM on Thursday morning. I got the call on Wednesday night from one of our prominent high stakes players who has ties close to the Minnesota Vikings, and he said that the uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings fear that there is uh, more to this injury then everybody's letting on to this hamstring injury for Adrian Peterson. He said, yeah, you want to go out and uh, break this news. And, uh, you know, uh, look, it's Adrian Peterson. Uh, he's been able to recover from this, and he has practiced, okay? So I'm not ready to uh, say that this news is accurate. I mean, a lot of times rumors are rumors. Uh, but you have to – I think Adrian Peterson owners have to say, oh, geez, maybe I better go ahead and make sure I have Gerhardt because he's on the, he's on the uh, waivers on a, lot of, uh, on a lot of leagues as I went across there and started looking. He's – you know, he's still sitting out there. So, will Gerhardt do anything if he gets the spot? Probably not. Not with that offensive line. It's been a mess. Uh, but it's almost like huh. you put Christian Ponder back in the lineup and things, that's an upgrade again. You're back to at least being where you were because where they've been the last couple right. of weeks, Mike, has not been good with Castle and Freeman. No, it hadn't. And uh, does Freeman uh, concussion uh, symptoms and things like that, you know, things like that, you know, they come up. But uh, – you know, it's a, it's a bad situation in Minnesota right now. And, uh, you know, like you said, AP, things might not be right. Uh, but what's going to happen on the Green Bay side of things? Uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of players here with uh, Aaron, well, you, uh, yeah, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, you start them yeah, all. You, you start got to. Boykin. You got to. Boykin looked great, caught eight of his ten targets for 100 yards and a touchdown. He looked great. The Lambeau leap. Jordy scored on Joe Hayden. He looks great. You got to start him. The quest, the only Eddie Lacy's going to be a monster this week against Minnesota, who has been getting torched. They've allowed five running back scores in the last three games. And if you watch Monday night, you know Green Bay will have plenty of scoring chances in this one. So um, th- this game, Andrew Corliss is, is the only question mark that you have on this team. You, you, you right. ask yourself, 
You ask yourself, will he be able to fill the shoes? Because Aaron, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're going to throw to whoever's open. Can Andrew Corliss get open and get the ball? If so, he's a very good pickup, especially in those FFPC leagues, the one-and-a-half point per, per catch. Uh, they, can, they can fill that need there. Now, other side of the ball, <laughs> like I said, uh, you put Ponder back in there, and that's an upgrade for everybody involved. I think that's an upgrade for Kyle Rudolph. Green Bay's allowed at least nine fantasy points to tight ends in five of its six games, so I'm calling for a little bit of a bump to Kyle Rudolph. And, uh, you know, look, we, we don't know. Nothing's going on for Greg Jennings and Jerome Simpson and anything Cordero Patterson. None of those guys are really getting anything. This will be about watching Adrian Peterson, seeing how they handle this game. This does not look like a team anywhere close to the team that went to the playoffs, Mike. And this is a Sunday night game in front of their home crowd. What's the over-under in this game? Uh, 47. Over and under is 47. Green Bay's nine and a half point favorite, and uh, I just, <laughs> I just think uh, th- th- this reminds me of uh, last night Carolina and Tampa Bay, where yeah. Carolina went into Tampa Bay and just totally did what they wanted to do. This seems like the same type of game. Yeah, they're talking about Bostic in the uh, Bostic in the chat room. There we go. Uh, Two Packer talking about Corliss, and they talk about Bostic. And he is that move tight end that they that they've talked about, but he's just so he's so raw. Uh, you got to watch that kid uh, for your dynasty leagues, uh, the Brandon Boston kid. Now, Mike, moving on to the Seahawks at the Rams, uh, <laughs> another blowout. Uh, Vegas Vegas called yeah. it a blowout, and this is our Monday night game. We get these Monday night games. This is awful. Uh, so we get a Sunday night game and a Monday night. You can kind of check out from your football after the four o'clock games, because I don't care about this Sunday night game. And I could care less about this Monday night game. Uh, unless you're wanting to watch oh. the Seahawks do what they do. They're going to dominate. Let me ask you a question. If you have Zach Stacy, do you start him? You got to, yeah. I think you got to. Seahawks have allowed just 58 yards rushing to backs in the last two games combined and are allowing just 64 yards rushing to backs on 3.2 yards per carry second lowest in the NFL Stacy had just 53 carries on uh, 53 yards on 17 carries against Carolina to, to go with that receiving touchdown. Now, Kellen Clemens is your starting quarterback, Mike. So there's nobody on this team that you could tell me you're going to start in St. Louis. No. So the only question really is how many points does Marshawn Lynch pile up? How many points does Russell Wilson pile up? Where will the touchdowns go? Will they go to Golden Tate? Will they go to Sidney Rice? Uh, you know, let's. You know, you know, it just it depends on the ebb and flow of the game. Uh, I believe most of the points are going to happen with uh, Marshawn Lynch early and often, and then they it's going to either be Sidney Rice or uh, you know Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Yeah, you know, uh, the opposing. The opposing number one wide receiver has a touchdown in six of the seven games against the Rams this year with Andre Johnson being the lone exception. So Steve Smith got his touchdown last week. I think Golden Tate's somebody you put in your lineup this week. Because, again, Seahawks are going to just do what they want to do. And and if you're a Rams fan, you're just not going to be happy to watch this game. Uh, Number two, Seattle's number two against quarterbacks. Number seven against receivers. Number three against tight ends. Oh, boy, long night for the Rams. Well, Mike, that's all the time we got, buddy. Uh, FFToolbox.com. Hey, hey, hey one, one, one second, Scott. I've, yeah. I've got Jimmy Graham and Mark, Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett on a bye, obviously, a tight end. Jimmy Graham is injured, and yeah. I just put in for a waiver for my tight end. Who did I get? Ben Watson? Well, you, you just I backing up in, Jimmy Graham? Yeah, I, I had to back up Jimmy Graham, and uh, I'm gonna find out. And uh, well, you'll, you'll find out. You'll find out in another show. Yeah, you'll find out in a couple of minutes. It's uh, yes, gonna be I interesting. Will. Yes, uh, I will. But you know, we'll get it's the been it's, here. it's been a lot of fun. I tell you what, Scott, this uh, this eleven uh, eleven man lineup, the dual flex, I love it. I love it. I mean, even though it makes it that much uh, challenging for this week, I love it. And we want to give a shout-out in our chat room. Code Cracker, Rich McClellan, is in the chat room, and he's got a very good team in the uh, Fantasy Football World Championship. He was seventh overall coming into the week after last night. He's ninth, but he hasn't had anybody play yet. So it'll uh, be nice to see Rich. Uh, he's doing him in uh, uh, 60 seconds is left in the program, and that's all we got? Are you kidding me? That's Did all we got, 
This this week five. Look, uh, Rich Rogers. I tell you what. I tell you what. I love I love Buffalo and Denver blows out Washington. Well, good good job. Nice nice gutsy call there, man. <laughs> Rich Roger, good luck to you in the in the World Championship this week. Everybody, thanks for being here. The crew, two Packers. Thanks, brother. Get paddled. IPS, Max Bizzo, everybody, thank you for being in the chat room. We will see you guys next week. Good luck this weekend. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.